Ezekiel 38. Now, pretty much what we know about Ezekiel is the dry bones. Bones and bones and dry bones, bones and... Listen to the word of the Lord. And then we also have Ezekiel saw the wheel way up. So we have songs mostly that we know about Ezekiel. But Ezekiel is a exilic prophet, perhaps a pre-exilic, exilic prophet. Exilic simply means exile. So the people of Israel were in exile from 605 to 535 B.C. because of they would not do as God had commanded them. You have Daniel, first captivity is taken, second captivity, Ezekiel goes, 605, 597, 586, and 586, the Jerusalem is demolished by Nebuchadnezzar and his henchmen. So we have that going on, and then Ezekiel's going to talk about that. here. going to talk about so much, really. Ezekiel's prophesying during this period of time, and he is going to now hear from God about... Something could happen uh, very quickly here in our own age, our own time frame. And it's, we're just on the cusp of this, I, I, very possibly. So shall we go to God's Word? We shall. Ezekiel chapter 38. I'm not going to even read the entire chapter. And the Word of the Lord came unto me, saying, so important, the Word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, and the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and prophesy against him, and say, Thus saith the Lord God, Adonai Yahweh, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshach and Tubal, and I will turn thee back and put hooks in thy jaws, and I will bring thee forth and all thine army, Horses and horsemen, all of them clothed with all sorts of armor, even a great company with bucklers and shields, and all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya with them, all of them with shield and helmet. Gomer and all his bands, the house of Togarma of the north quarters, and all his bands, and many people with thee. Be thou prepared. And prepare for thyself, thou and all thy company that are assembled unto thee, and be thou a guard unto them. After many days thou shalt be visited. In the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword, and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have been always waste, but is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. Speaking of Israel, thou shalt ascend. This is back to Gog, ascend and come like a storm. Thou shalt be like a cloud to cover the land, thou and all thy bands, and many people with thee. Thus saith the Lord God, it shall also come to pass that at the same time shall things come into thy mind. And thou shalt think an evil thought, and thou shalt say, I will go up to the land of unwalled villages. I will go to them that are at rest and that dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls and having neither bars nor gates, to take a spoil to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places that are now inhabited and upon the people that are gathered out of the nations which have gotten cattle and goods and that dwell in the midst of the land. Sheba and Dedan and the merchants of Tarshish with all the young lions thereof shall say unto thee, Art thou come to take a spoil? These would be like the people who are sort of against them. Hast thou gathered thy company to take a prey, to carry away silver and gold, to take away cattle and goods, to take a great spoil? Therefore, son of man, Ezekiel, 
prophesy and say unto Gog, Thus saith Adonai Yahweh, In that day when my people Israel dwelleth safely, shalt thou not know it? And thou shalt come from thy place out of the north parts, thou and many people with thee, all of them riding upon horses, a great company and a great army, a mighty army. And thou shalt come up against my people of Israel as a cloud to cover the land. It shall be in the latter days I will bring thee against my land that the heathen may know, ooh, that the heathen may know me when I shall be sanctified in thee, O Gog, before their eyes. Just like we talked about the miracles earlier in Sunday school. That they may know me. Let's pray together. I want to pray to you, bless the reading of your word to our hearts. A difficult passage for sure. But Lord, you uh, help, us to, help me to speak clearly. Lord, this is something that's going to happen in the future. Perhaps not in the too distant future. But Lord, I pray to you, help, help us to learn. And may we be challenged to examine our lives and to be about your business while the time remains for us to be here. And Lord, forgive me of sin, empty me of self, in with your spirit. Lord, you know the difficulties of this uh, week. I pray that you help me. Uh, Lord, I need your help so tremendously. Please help me today. I'll be with those teaching downstairs. And I give all these things to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I, I was read this week from the Epoch Times uh, daily briefing. Uh, it says, the true soldier fights not because he hates what is in front of him but because he loves what is behind him. How, we have seen across our world, just in the last couple of year and a half, we have Russia has moved into Ukraine irresponsibly, wrongly, definitely wrongly, as you well know. Now we have, just in October the 7th, we had the Hamas raid in, in there in Gaza, killing innocents, etc., and with the very heinous activities so our world is uh, 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 replete with examples of men behaving wrongly. Evil abounds. Uh, there, we can sometimes, we just need to say that is evil. evil is, there is evil things that abound yet. So if, you, if you're following along with me, we find then that uh, we, uh, we are in the book of Ezekiel. Ezekiel, one of the major prophets, simply major because there's five major prophets, 12 minor prophets, the 12 minor prophets, because they all fit on one scroll, doesn't mean they're less important. I posted, I think Mr. Womack posted this perhaps, uh, Facebook, he who reads the newspaper knows what's going on in the world, he who reads the Bible knows why. Amen. He who reads the Bible knows why, just this past, uh, this past Friday, November the 10th, posted on thewayoflife.org, uh, quoting, it says, uh, anti-Semitism is on the march globally, such as has not been witnessed in a long time, and it's rampant on prominent American university campuses. From an article called Genocide is Popular, Powerline is the company uh, website, November the 5th of this year, quoting, yesterday, which would have been November the 4th, many thousands of Islamo-fascists and leftists turned out across the globe for pro-Hamas demonstrations celebrating the massacre celebrating the massacre of October 7th and demanding the extermination of Jews. Trafalgar Square was packed to overflowing. Hundreds of thousands turned out in Paris. Some might find the idea of kill the Jews rally in Berlin alarming. And of course, many thousands rallied to support genocide against the Jews in Washington, D.C. It almost looks like an insurrection, says that article, Genocide is Popular. Mr. Cloud comments, what is happening? Hatred of the Jews, promoting lies about the Jews, com comparing Israel with Hamas, calling for the destruction of the state of Israel, none of us is reasonable. 
Well, in 1932, Harold Lasky said of Hitler's anti-Semitic propaganda, quoting Mr. Lasky, if the Jews trusted to reason only for the defense of their lies, their chance of survival would be relatively small. For the temper or the anger in which they are attacked is inherently unamenable, which means cannot, not responsive to persuasion. It's unamenable to rational discussion. And, and he ties it up. That was from the thought for the day from Power Line, November the 5th. Mr. Cloud says in closing, Lasky was right, and this is a 2,000-year-old irrationality. But why? The answer is found only in the Bible. It has to do with the age-old battle between God and a world in rebellion, a, God, a world in which Satan, Lucifer, is the God of this world currently. That is why we have so much anger going on. Satan is behind all this anti-Jewish rhetoric. We call it anti-Semitic, and we usually narrow that to the Jews, but it could be any one of the Semitic peoples, but specifically for the Jews. Now, God writes with unerring accuracy, we find there's a cohesive thread. Aren't you, aren't you thrilled with the Bible? It just, it's always right. God doesn't change. You may have a bad day, but God's the same yesterday, today, forever. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul. He asks us, commands us to be followers, take up our cross and to follow him. Revelation, it says in Isaiah, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. God says it of himself. There are a lot of pseudo-gods. Allah being one. Everybody else we want to put in there being another. God, there's only one true living God. And, and we are living in frightening days. You've got Putin. You've got Russia. You've got Hamas. You've got ISIS. You have got the uh, war in, in Israel. You've got, you've got North Korea and King Jong-un. You've got the China part of all this. We've got, in our own country, we've got drugs are rampant, the immoral revolution. We've got so many things that could be trying. We have to stop and say, Lord, we need you. Lord, we are without you. We are nothing. We're relying upon you. He is God. We're troubled. Disciples were troubled in John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Just trust in me, he was saying to his own 12 disciples on that very night. The last time Christ returns for his church, or he's going to return, that's the next thing we're looking for, is his return for those who are in Christ. He gives us comfort. Remember, in, in the, the last time we talked about, last four Sundays, we talked about the uh, rapture of the church. That's the next thing we're looking for. We are not looking for the undertaker. I'm looking for the upper taker, that he's going to come and take me up to be with him forever. It's going to be a wonderful thing. Can't wait for that to happen. Perhaps it will happen today. That would be great. And he says, where, therefore, Paul wrote, therefore, comfort one another with these words. Not just scare people, but prepare people to live the kind of life God wants them to live. Heaven's looking for a, a wedding. Earth, we're looking for a war. Now, what would you rather have? Now, I'll have to admit, weddings, uh, not, uh, weddings can be a little bit long, especially on the reception time. I'm looking forward, though, to a wedding... In heaven with Christ? I do not want this war thing. I can do without the war thing. So I trust you prepared. How do I escape the war? You know the bridegroom. Christ. We are his bride. Do you know him? Please consider, examine not your spouse, not your children. Pray for them, but examine yourself. Yes. Do you know Christ? 
If you're not set in granite on that, get it set today. Because you look around, I'm telling you, what's going to happen, what we're talking about in 38 and 39 could happen shortly on the world, really could. I'll give you the reasons for that as we go on. There, are over three, there were over 300 prophecies that Christ fulfilled as the Messiah. Pastor Brogy in South Carolina says there's three times more than that regarding his second coming. So if he came the first time, I'm telling you, he's coming the second. He's coming. He promised it. He's going to happen. Now, he also promised they would be scattered and regathered. Uh, the Israel would be scattered and regathered. Old Testament, if you want to hold, get your dialing fingers ready, we're going to look at different verses tonight. Deuteronomy 4, listen to the promise, Deuteronomy 4, 27. So if you want to get your dialing fingers, forgot your Bible, there's a Bible in front of you, a few Bible in front of you there. Deuteronomy 4, 27. God superintended and inspired Moses to write this book. He actually wrote all the first five books of the Bible through God's inspiration. It says in 27, And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations, and ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, whither the Lord shall lead. You're going to be scattered. Jesus said in Luke 21, 24, And they shall fall by the edge of the sword, and shall be led away captive into all nations, and Jerusalem shall be trodden down of the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. They're, they're going to be scattered. The Jews have neglected God, and they're going to be scattered. We understand that, but they're also going to be brought back. Times of the Gentiles, perhaps you would think of it as beginning with Nebuchadnezzar, the 605 B.C., all the way through either the end of the, at the rapture or even... I, I, Pray to put it there. Someone to go all the way through the end of tribulation time. But times of Gentiles, when the Gentiles, I, won't, I don't want to say they're running roughshod over Israel, but they are in many regards. You look back on the history of Israel, they've been massacred, they've been wiped out. Matter of fact, they would have group prepared for group suicide because they just knew they're going to be, when this group comes through, they're going to kill them all. One rabbi said, You cannot curse us because we're blessed, and you cannot bless us because we're cursed. So 70 A.D., things have changed. As you well know, maybe you didn't know, 70 A.D., Christ predicts this would happen. Rome comes in and uh, comes in and Titus, General Titus demolishes Jerusalem. Over, I think it's about a million Jews were killed. We find then after that that there's one more pseudo-Messiah, Bar Kokhba, about 135 A.D., come in, and they, Hadrian gets so mad, he exterminates the Jews and kicks him out of Israel and renames the country. So if you were looking on a map before 1948, you'd look on the map and you'd not find Israel because they were not yet a nation again. you probably look on Iranian maps today, and it's probably still not there because they don't want Israel to be a nation again. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 25. And the Lord shall come to thee to be smitten before thine enemies, Thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shalt be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth. Have the Jews been removed and scattered? Yes, without doubt. Sort of like the lady who was, had seven children and she was cooking out and she looked out the, she looked out the window and they were, all her children were gathered around a whole big, large bunch of baby skunks. And she said, children, get away from the skunks. And they all grabbed one and ran in different directions. So there we are. I don't, I don't think the Israel has taken skunks with them, but they have been scattered. And then in 1948, they were, in May of 48, they became a nation again. 600,000 Jews in Israel find that they're going to, there's going to be a remnant 
Isaiah chapter 11, verse 11, please. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 11. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 11, for us here, says for us, And shall come to pass in that day, the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people, which shall be left from Assyria and from Egypt and from Pathros and from Cush and from Elam and from Shinar and from Hamath and from the islands of the sea. Before we go any further, why are there all these different unusual names? Because it goes back to Genesis chapter 10, the table of the nations. So if you know the ancestry of somebody, you can tell who's living in that land now. That's why it is. And the people reading the Bible, they knew about the Old Testament. They knew the table of nations. That's where the nations come from, from Ham, Shem, or Japheth. We'll see it in a few moments again. So they're coming back. Have you, do you remember, anybody, I know we're old enough, the Ethiopian airlift, you remember that? 1984, when we were married that year, Operation Moses, 8,000 left Ethiopia and went to, to, uh, back to Israel. In 1985, we Americans sent some C-130s over and brought back 650 Ethiopian Jews through Solomon back to, that's where they get their lineage from. And then in 1991, Operation Solomon, 14,325 Jews left Ethiopia in 36 hours and were taken back to Israel. Matter of fact, there's Zionism in 1890. The Zionism is the idea that Jews have to be back in the land. And they're coming back to the land. God says he's going to restore them to the land. It's happening today. Just this September of this year, in 927, there were 63 Ethiopian Jews who were trying to leave Ethiopia and go back to Israel. It's happening now. Interesting. One of the, one of the men in the Holocaust became a pilot and he helped fly in 1991. He helped fly those Jews, his own nation, people, national people, back to Israel. It's amazing. But they're going to come back. Get your dialing fingers, please, if you would there, please, in Isaiah 43, 6. Interesting, Ethiopia is now so much not wanting them to leave as they were before, but there's some going. I guess there's still some laws have been passed and rescinded, etc. Isaiah 43, 6. But God will bring them back. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the end of the earth. Ezekiel eleven seventeen, please. Keep going on. Ezekiel eleven seventeen. Ezekiel eleven seventeen, if you would there please. Eleven seventeen of Ezekiel says for us, neither shall Pharaoh with his mighty therefore say I'm sorry, eleven seventeen. Therefore say, thus saith the Lord God, I will even gather you from the people and assemble you out of the countries where you have been scattered, and I will give you the land of Israel. Ezekiel 36, 24, please. 36, 24. For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you into your own land. 38, verse 8. 38, 8. After many days thou shalt be visited, in the latter years thou shalt come into the land that is brought back from the sword and is gathered out of many people against the mountains of Israel, which have always been have been always waste, but it is brought forth out of the nations, and they shall dwell safely, all of them. God intends and intended to bring Israel back to the land. We want to sing, This land is your land, is my that is their land. And God has given it to them. And they can say with apodictic, which means unquestioning certainty, this land is theirs because of God's 
unconditional promise. Now, there's some conditional promises, and there's some unconditional promises. Conditional is, you must do this, and I will do that. Unconditional is, I'm just doing that. I'm just going to do it. Unconditional is what I'm going to do for you. So contextually, back, we're back to our text now in 38 in verse 2. So that face against Gog and the land of Magog, really that is Russia and his coalition. We'll, we'll see that also. Summoned by God himself, he's going to put a hook in their jaw like that, and he's going to hurl them down, and they're going to make them, God's going to make them go and attack Israel. Zechariah 10, 9, And I will sow them among the people, and they shall remember me in far countries, and they shall live with their children and turn again. It's a small land. It's only 8,630 square miles. It is from north to south, 290 miles. East to west, 85 miles. And that's what the center of the tension of the world is. That little, small portion. Why? It's God's children. Satan hates God's children. Satan hates the Christians especially hates Jews because they're God's chosen people. So for the first time since 70 AD, we have a country of Israel, 1948, and we have the church existing simultaneously together. Many things have to happen before Jesus comes back in Revelation 19 to rule and to reign with his armies with him, you and I. Nothing has to happen before he comes back, though, for us. He's going to take out his saints before he can come with his saints. And so he can come back at any moment. The rapture of the church is snatching away. There are 9,700,000 people live in Israel today, approximately. 7.2 or 3 million are Jews. Jeremiah, look at Jeremiah. How's he going to bring them back? Jeremiah 15, please. I know I'm asking a lot of scriptures today. Jeremiah 16, verse 15. 15, 16. Jeremiah 16, 15. But the Lord liveth that brought up the children of Israel from the land of the north and from all the lands whether he hath driven them and I will bring them again into their land that I gave unto their fathers. Behold, I will send many fishers, saith the Lord, and they shall fish them. After will I send many hunters and they shall hunt for them on every mountain and from every hill and out of the holes of the rocks. Now this is not a good thing. This kind of fishing, now most fishing I like, but this is the kind of fishing where they're going to be persecuted to bring them back and they're going to suffer so much. It's, it's a metaphor, if you would, for persecution. Those that go after the Jewish people just think genocide of Hitler. Did you know that the Auschwitz prison alone was on 8,000 acres? Did you know that? That the uh, Rudolf Hess, who was being interviewed after the Holocaust was over without much uh, compunction said, oh yes, about 2.5 million Jews died under my authority while I was there. 2.5 million people for no reason except that their ethnicity was Jewish. Why did they do that? Satan, I think Satan inspired. Experimentation, torture, direction, profit. They found $40 million in currency in 1945 in the safes of the prison. Piles of watches. They would take the skin, the tattooed skin, and make sh lampshades out of it, and they would bail the, ha the hair of the Jewish people. All for, for that. Isn't that heinous? Just because... Now, we, we can just... Now, you're not... There's probably no one in here I completely disagree, but I'm not going to kill you over it. And you know, a, 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 a people of religious difference, it doesn't mean we're ever allowed to end their life because they differ religiously from us, that it's never the Christ way. 
that's the way of those who are supposedly following a law, who have this religion of keep his name. God will, vengeance is mine, I will repay, saith the Lord. God's got a much better reckoning day coming than we could ever do ourselves. Pogroms, pogroms, which are organized massacres of, uh, of like an ethnic group, especially in, in uh, the Russian and Eastern Europe, that happened against the Jews. Just recently, when, when the, you, you, Ukraine was being invaded by Russia, there was a Bible college there in Ukraine, and the Bible college leader told one pastor, he says, every night, now this is just like a year ago or less, every night Jewish people stay in our Bible college overnight, and the next day they go and they fly out to Israel. People, Jews are leaving Ukraine every day because they're going back to their land. God said it's going to happen. Ezekiel 36, 24, For I will take you from among the heathen and gather you out of all the countries and will bring you into your own land. And then God gathers the people physically. Look at, look at 36, 25, please. Ezekiel 36, I think you're hopefully you're somewhere around Ezekiel 36, uh, 25, 36, 25. says for us here, continuing on, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from your filthiness and from all your idols. Will I cleanse you? A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. They're going to have, they're going to be put in the land, and then they're eventually going to have the rebirth as well. By the end of the 77 years of tribulation time, the Israel as a nation will receive Christ as their Messiah. They are gathering now in unbelief. Approximately 30,000 Jewish Christians, we call it in, in Israel today, a lot of other Arab Christians, etc., but about 30,000 or so. Interesting, I read a statistic that if the, if the ministries were right in 1948, there were only three. They only knew of three people who believed that Jesus was the Messiah. They only knew, perhaps there were more, but they only had, of the ministries, they only knew three people, three Jews that had trusted Christ and believed that he was the Messiah. They're gathering together. The Jews in America, by, by and far, they do not believe that Jesus was the, the, the Christ, Son of God, etc. And then Ezekiel 37, you have the Valley of Dry Bones. Interestingly enough, if you look at 37.6 and 12 to 14, 37.6, and I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin and put breath in you and you shall live and shall know that I am the Lord. 12, therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I'm, oh my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel and you shall know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves, oh, people, oh my people, and brought you up out of your graves and you shall put my spin, put my spirit in you and you shall live and shall place you in your own land. Then shall you know that I am the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. They're going to be not all Jews individually, yes. They're not going to all receive Christ as Savior. Even in tribulation time, I don't believe they all will, but they will as a nation receive Christ by the time he comes back at the end of the seven years. Those seven years are the 70th week of Daniel. Inside your outline, inside your uh, bulletin there, you have your little uh, drawing. You can see it very clearly for us here. Not the colored one, but on the back page you have the two, the 70 weeks of Daniel, etc. You can see that on there, what's going to happen. And then on the front page you have today's is the colored one. And then also a more of a general timeline from, etc. on the one side. So a lot of information, you can look that over uh, there. But the, th- the 70th week of Daniel is for the Jews. 
And they're going to uh, re- return to Christ eventually at that time, at the end of that time. So what's going to happen? The prophetic schedule is the rapture of the church was on, on possibility when Paul was writing 2,000 years later. It's still a possibility today, but it will happen. He's going to call us home to be with him. This event happens, I believe, likely after the rapture, before the tribulation starts. You say, but pastor, doesn't the rapture start the tribulation? No. We know the tribulation seven years seen in your book is when the Antichrist, who has assembled, assumed power, he is going to sign a treaty with Israel. Now, just think about this. If Russia has come in with their armies and come into Israel and God's miraculously preserved them, which he does in 39, miraculously in 39, perverts, preserves them, what a great opportunity for someone to sign a I'll, I'll, I'll keep, I'll keep, I'm going to sign a treaty with, with Israel. A lot of the Muslim nations are going to be out of the picture then. Perfect opportunity for what we're seeing here in our text today. I think the church is largely asleep regarding prophecy. Why is that? I think it's because we see these people on TV and they make these bold statements. Well, the Lord's coming back then, or the Lord's coming back then, or we, we know. It's, I've, I've, I've done a series of studies and I've taken all the numerology of the Bible, and I believe in 1988 he's coming back. 88 reasons why he's coming back in 1988. There was a book actually called that. Uh, I hope it's not selling anything now, unless you're trying to use it for sermon fodder. Uh, but and there was Harold Camping recently had predicted three or four different times the Lord would come back over on the radio program out in California area there somewhere in that area, and didn't come back. The Millerites of the 1800s and people have looked. Jehovah's Witnesses says he comes back in 1914. So I can tell you he's coming back. I am not setting a date for that. Now, why do you think that is? Can you imagine people today? It's like you're getting ready for go back to the wedding. You know, you're going to the wedding. It, it, the wedding starts at 2. I'm going to start getting ready at 10 till 2. <laughs> no, a little earlier than that. But you see, I'm going to put a, see, I'm going to wait till the very last moment to put my coat and tie on because I know when it's going to happen. So I'm waiting. Can you imagine the people of America? Hey, the Lord's coming back on November the 25th, 2023 at noon. Well, I don't want to live wild for myself or I'll do what I want to do for the, until the 25th at the 11 a.m. and I'll get right with God then. That's not the way it goes. Be ready for such an hour as you think not, the Son of Man cometh. He's coming. And it's not like you're going to have time to, oh, I see him in the air, I better get my life. You know, you get it right now. Now is accepted time. Live for God now. Have your life in tune with Him now. Or you're going to get to heaven. And everything you've done, a big bonfire. <laughs> And what's left? Oh, well, man. That's all. Yes. That's all. And what you could have done was, what you could have done for God, you've been serious about it over here. And, and this is all. Yes. You think the tears, no tears, that comes in the new, uh, new earth. Have a new, have new earth. I think we're going to be crying, personally. When we stand before God, what I could have done. I wish I'd given him more. The songwriter said it so aptly. Ezekiel tells us that there's uh, going to be a time when Russia, we didn't even get to Russia today. Ezekiel has three basic sections. It has the first 32 chapters talk about uh, the, the 
punishment coming to Israel. There's about seven specific nations listed there. It's going to be the punishment coming to them. And the second section, which is 33 to 39, we're going to talk Israel's restoration and rebirth. They're carried away in exile. He's about 25 years old when he gets carried away, about 30 or so when he starts writing. We believe Ezekiel was. And they're carried away in exile because they would not follow. And God, God uh, is going to take uh, from this, he's going to seal 144,000 Jews. Now, I'm thankful for, you know who you are. Let me know. It actually doesn't say witnesses. It says 144,000 sealed Jewish. And I believe from the text that we can say there were men, likely. But they may be witnesses, they may be preachers, they may be evangelists, they just may be leaders, we don't know. Now, I have said they're witnesses uh, from get-go. They may be that, but we just can't say, the Scripture doesn't clearly say that. 144,000 who are going to be God's chosen. Matter of fact, they're going to be invincible during the tribulation time. We find then also the last section talks about the new temple. But this section here, starting in, in 38, verse, a couple of verses, I know we're about ready to time to pray, I know that the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, set thy face against Gog, who is the leader of Israel, uh, leader of Russia, the land of Magog, that would be Russia. And if you look on your little map here, I'll just give you a, just to give you a little bit of a going there. We have Rosh, Rosh, Prince of Rosh, which is called the chief prince in verse 2. Is it about Vladimir Putin? Is he? That's, that's Gog. That's the leader of this gang. Now, I'm not sure. I'm not saying it's him. But that's the idea. The leader of this. And then all the stand groups, the Kakistan, the Uzbekistan, the Turkmenistan, the Afghanistan, the Pakistan, all the stand groups. That's all part of the underbelly of the former USR. Persia, Kush, Put, Libya. They're all going to come together with the leader, I think, is going to be the Russian head of the Russian Whoever it is, I just heard this, I've uh, been listening to a message series, and the guy says, you listen, you think Putin's bad, the guy coming after him is like twice as bad as he is. We're hoping, I pray that Putin gets removed from his place. And someone more reasonable gets, you know, takes over, etc. But the Russian adversary, that's number one, we'll start with that next time. The Russian adversary is God. How do, why do I say that? Set thy face against Gog. And the land of Magog, thus saith the Lord, verse three, verse 3, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I am against thee, O Gog, the chief prince of Meshech and Tubal, and I will turn thee back, etc. This is all God's plan. And at the end, we're going to see that, that they are, God comes in and wipes them out so that they know that it was God. So, in light of this, what do we do? Four things. Ensure. Ensure that you know Christ is personal Savior and are following Him. Involve. Involve yourself in serving the Lord. Ensure. Involve. And invest. Invest yourself in the lives of other people so you can share the gospel with Him. And then inspect yourself. Not all those around you. Now we are to be fruit inspectors. I think the main apple is where you need to start with. You. Inspect. Are there things in your life that are displeasing to God? If they are, confess and get rid of those. If you do not know Christ as Savior, I'm telling you, this we're studying about could happen in just a very short time. But even before that, He's going to come back for His church. If you do not know Christ as Savior, when He comes back, I believe it's going to be too late for you to receive Him. That's my personal opinion. There's going to be a strong delusion coming to those. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, it is a lot of material.
It is a lot of information. But Lord, we are we were remiss if we don't study to show ourselves approved unto God, working that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So Lord, as we anticipate what you've got planned, may it spur us on not to be irresponsible, but to be responsible to serve you, to, to live for you, and to draw closer to you. So Lord, if there's a need this morning, perhaps there's one, even one person, just one maybe perhaps, or maybe there's more than one, who, who know the plan of salvation that involves admitting that they're a sinner. For all sin and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death. Believing that you died on the cross for them. You, they really believe that. And then repenting. Repenting of their sin and calling and confessing their sin. Lord, I'm a sinner. Please forgive me of that sin. Come into my heart and life and be my Savior. Perhaps they've never done that. Lord, please help them even this morning to make that decision. Then we who know your name, may we be inspecting our lives. Investing our lives for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.